0: I didn't know there was such a thing. Now I know. Welcome back to The Bromar Show. This is the show where we talk about things that are trending in internet culture and also living life as a guy in his 20s. I am your host, and go ahead and make sure you follow the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Also, make sure you follow The Bromar Show on Instagram which is at The Bromar Show, and your boy also created a TikTok for The Bromar Show, so go ahead and follow that also on TikTok at The Bromar Show. And last time, we did an episode about Sheldon Lester and teaching ladies how to cheat and get away with it. This time, she has something that, uh, a little lesson that's gonna backfire on her. We'll talk about that here in just a couple moments, but first, we're gonna do this again. We're going to call something out here. Now, I did take a little bit of research here. It's just that this has been in my head for a little bit. But don't you think it's funny that Roe v. Wade didn't get overturned during the Trump administration, but it got overturned during the Biden administration? (laughs) I mean, obviously, it's kind of like a... You know, serious topic because it does kind of involve at least a person's life here, you know? But nonetheless, I just find it odd that Roe v. Wade didn't get overturned while Trump was in office, but it got overturned while Biden is in office, which makes the Democratic Party look a little bad, you know? It's like, oh, wow, yay, we have Biden, a Democrat president, and all of a sudden Roe v. Wade gets overturned, and it's like, oh, that's not a good look. Now, I don't know if the president really has any power to change that or do anything about that or re-overturn it, you know, but I took a little bit of a deep dive into this. So the majority opinion, they were authored by Justice Samuel Alito and they were also joined by Justices Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh. (laughs) Oh boy, man, that was actually a pretty spicy event there he also didn't look too good either with that whole harassment issue and Amy Connie Barrett they were all in the majority opinion and I kind of looked through the background of all of them I believe at least two of them are from a Catholic background and two of them were appointed by George W Bush back in the day and I think yeah George Bush was Republican and then Donald Trump appointed two other judges also at least you would figure that even after Trump has appointed those last two judges like Roe v Wade would have got overturned pretty quickly but it's just funny that it got overturned during the Biden administration which again not necessarily the best look especially if they uh you know are pretty supportive about you know this topic and honestly they probably did this because election season is coming midterm elections are coming up and i don't know that just i think is really funny and strange you know that that happened and again maybe it's because the appointed justices by donald trump it took them a little bit to get settled and then they started the whole entire overturning thing how long does it take for an overturn to happen i'm actually kind of curious just shoot me a dm or commented somewhere on uh Instagram, but I really just find it funny. I don't know about y'all, but uh <sighs> my whole thing is is you really can't not trust everybody in the White House. <laughs> you really can't. I mean, think about it. Not the smartest people in there, or at least the sharpest, but uh man, yeah, it's it's a mess there for sure. So, you can't 100% trust them that they'll uh Pull through with whatever they were promising during election. Always take that with a grin of salt. Now I'm not saying don't go vote, alright? Just vote a little smarter now. Um because yeah, you just these people have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> if I sound a little different from the previous segment, I apologize for that. Your boy here just got a little under the weather and yeah, sounds a little bit congested, but it's all good still putting out episodes here you know what i'm saying all right so you remember a while back i did an episode on this youtuber called shell and lester in which basically was teaching women how to cheat and get away with it and uh you know oh boy oh oh man that was definitely a tough one and well looks like she's doing a little something more interesting here and the title of Her video has something to do with how to get revenge on fuckboys in which, by the way, it's going to backfire on her like fuckboys by definition are pretty fucking emotionless and don't really let anything affect them. How do I know? Well, don't ask questions that you don't want answers to, (laughs) but we're going to actually take bits and clips from her video and I think she fucked up on this one because I personally believe she just handed out a lot of game to a lot of guys. Like, they can use a lot from that video to to learn and, well, just navigate through women like her, basically. So let's watch some bits and clips from this and then we'll kind of dissect it or hand out advice, whatever we need to do with this.
1: This week, we're gonna talk about how to get really good being really bad how to weaponize the dark arts of femininity to get ahead get what you want and insulate yourself from people who are going to hurt you it's time to turn the tables right ladies aren't you tired of being manipulated Mm. oppressed Mm. lied to bamboozled Mm -hmm. and conned Mm -hmm. and swindled
0: okay now i'm gonna be really clear about that part she just said 90 percent of the time It's on her if she gets bamboozled, swindled, whatever. Because, okay, I understand the first two guys or three guys, I get it. But after guy number five, number six, I, girl, it's a you problem by then. (laughs) It's a you problem by then if it's the fifth and sixth guy and he bamboozled you or swindled you. Like that's on you.
1: So we're going to talk about lessons we can learn from the seven deadly sins and we're going to start off with my very favorite one, one that I consider myself a bit of a connoisseur in lust.
0: I don't know about that. Um well, yeah, she do got nice titties. That's a bite.
1: <laughs> Not just lust. But how to manipulate a man, how to play a player, how to crush a fuckboy. We're going to find out what psychological, I guess, bad event you can actually use to your advantage.
0: It's not going to work on the fuckboy. I mean, think about it. These fuckboys, they're manipulators, right? You think your manipulation tactics is going to work on them? No, He, he knows about them. He knows when people are using them on them. He's going to be aware. This is why, look, you could tell everything to a fuckboy about how, oh, is that how you want your daughter to be treated? It's like he knows what the fuck he's going to be doing when he grows up. And if he has a daughter, he'll, he will know. I would say fuckboys are probably better at raising daughters <laughs> just due to the fact that, look, they've been on the playing field. They know all the tactics. And when they have a daughter, it's like, hey, uh, that guy clearly just wants to be in your pants. So, I mean, if that's what you want, fine. But if you're looking for something serious, don't even bother. Like, that's why I would argue and say fuckboys would make good father figures to daughters, especially. Because it's like, they know the tactics, they know the tricks. So, this is why fuckboys are winning in general. Just, let's just all admit that. Uh, And Shellen over here thinks that... She's going to crush these fuckboys. No, they're aware of their own manipulation tactics they use on women like her. Like, it's not that big of a deal.
1: So yeah, you guys suggested topics for Evil Week and I have never in my life heard the word manipulation more than I did in that answer field. Like, everyone wants to know how to manipulate a guy. Why? Because they manipulate us. And it's so ridiculous because men are dumb. It's not that they're dumb. They're dumb. But they're very simple. They're very one-dimensional. You know, like, what you see is what you get. We act like guys, like, oh, like, I just don't understand them. First of all, you're not reading the signs. You're twisting your theories. No, you're twisting your facts to suit theories and not vice versa.
0: Okay. I really don't get this part because she says that guys manipulate Them that they manipulate the women, but in that same sentence, she calls them dumb. Like, that really doesn't make sense. Dumb guys cannot manipulate women. Let's just be real. Smart guys, like actual smart guys, can manipulate women. Like, come on. Like, I just think that those two words are not congruent in one sentence, they can't be in the same sentence. They just can't. A guy has to be really smart, really clever, really tactical in order for him to manipulate a woman. Again, don't ask me how I know this. (laughs) It's a guy thing. Let's just say that. But, uh... I'm telling you, this is not going to work, Shellen. Like, it's not going to work at all. Guys are aware of their own fucking game. Of their own manipulation tactics, as you would call them. And calling them dumb, like, I don't understand how that goes in that sentence. I mean, yeah, we're simple, but, like we're not dumb at least the majority of us aren't or actually I would say a small percentage of men are not dumb a huge portion of them yeah I would agree and say they're dumb either way some of you women still settle for dumb guys so it's like I could care less if you know we get called dumb or manipulative either way you'll settle for us (laughs) or there at least be a woman that will settle for a dumb guy or a uh, manipulative guy either way guy wins in the end on this one
1: now I've read the book The Artist's Seduction like a million different times incredibly dense I think it's by Robert Greene. It's very dense. It's like a textbook. Like I had notes and everything. And one of the things that stood out to me is that he refers to the person you're trying to seduce as a victim.
0: I did have the Art of Seduction on my reading list, but I haven't bought it yet. I was planning to read it at some point in my life because your boy here just wanted to lose his V-card. And I thought, you know, maybe that book will help me lose it. But I ended up losing it before I even bought the book and i bought other books in place of that i'm not gonna make any references to the book just yet just because i haven't finished reading them but they are some um actually interesting lessons i took from the other books i've read but let's continue on with this video
1: and yes girl yes that's how we have to think of the men we want to manipulate and seduce you know how you should not think of them a potential boyfriend a guy you want to fall in love with Uh because let me tell you this up front
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh she has no fucking clue yeah so the guys she suggested to manipulate should be seen as victims and not boyfriend material but let me guarantee you something here i bet this shit she tried to do with the so-called fuck boy backfired on her or will backfire on her because the fuck boy knows what he's doing all right like he'll lay the whole entire you know i just think you're uh you're uh you're not like the other girls you know you're very special and i just think we definitely have something unique going on here and she'll fall for it she'll fall in love <laughs> oh man this is like and look i'm pretty inexperienced with this whole entire fuckboy thing all right and even i can pick up and say this is not going to work <laughs>
1: If you're trying to make a guy who doesn't like you fall in love with you, you are digging your own grave. You're going to lose and you're going to lose big. Do you know why? (laughs) Because the person who cares the least wins.
0: I've actually heard that quote before. It might have been from Patrice O'Neal. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was Patrice O'Neal that says something along the lines to the person that loves the least I'm not saying again that the person doesn't love you, but the person that loves the least usually has the upper hand. So, I don't know. Fuck fuckboys know this. Like, you're not fooling anybody.
1: Shadow self is the dark, not the dark side, but the huh. unseen side of all of us that we have. That society either doesn't validate or we're too shy to share or something like that. So, like... Guys who are big in corporate America. Okay, so my ex-boyfriend, my oh, good guy, Fuckboy, boy, okay. <clears throat> was like...
0: All right, this is getting Ivy
1: League athlete, prince, or not prince, captain, what is it? President. <laughs> he was the prince of his fraternity. He sure as shit was not. <laughs> so he was like this very like fratty, all-American dude. Uh-huh. And you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to work in fashion. Oh. And you know who's the only person he told that to? Me. And because I knew that, I was like, aha, this was an excellent data point. And I pressed on that weakness. It's not a weakness, but for him, it felt weak. It was his weakness and that it was his emotional underbelly. So I, when I wanted to manipulate him, I played into that. Help me pick out this outfit. Oh my gosh, let's go to this like art show. Let's go to this, the Met fashion exhibit, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, I would ask his opinion. I would make him feel valid in that category. I'd make him feel like an expert. I would build up his ego, and then I would remove it. Now, our relationship huh? went left for a lot of other reasons. But for-
0: uh, bitch, stop lying. It did not go left because Ed went left because he told you he wanted to be a fashion designer. Let's be real. Now, let me dissect that whole entire uh part here. So the one speaking about the shadow self, I actually got this from a book, um, an audio book I've actually been listening to. He this author gave an example about um how David Bowie when I th- I don't remember which album it was but he had a um a persona he was portraying when he released a I don't remember the I have to look it up Maybe I do have to look it up but it touched on the whole entire like okay yeah you kind of have this persona this brand and almost like your shadow self is essentially what it talked about and david bowie had to kill it off at some point and people were riled up a little bit that he ended up killing that persona and david bowie his reasoning behind that was because it was slowly consuming slash taking over him almost to the point that it wasn't no longer david bowie and he pretty much had to draw the line to say yeah this is where that persona stops because uh, it's almost to the point that i'm actually becoming that and he didn't want to get himself lost in that persona and i guess yeah that's the same thing with the the shadow self like yeah i would say it is a um important topic to touch into or at least experience every once in a while or even just once but you also have to acknowledge the consequences or you almost have to choose a path basically like accept your shadow self and you become that part And accept the consequences of doing that or also accept the consequences of not becoming your shadow self and I mean if uh, again if you want to have a little bit uh, success with dating because look it can be messy it's actually pretty messy in dating but I'm not saying it's impossible you just have to adapt to these type of strategies so that's the first one Uh, you know touching or tuning in with your shadow self you got to make a decision at some point whether you want to continue that or you want to absolutely stop it because if you're not careful like it can take all over you. Again, that's like a small portion of the audiobook I was listening to. And the second one, this is going to be some game for a lot of you guys. Because I know when you're talking to a girl or maybe let's just say you've got this girl that you've been seeing for a while or you have a girlfriend, there was this book from from the same author that I'm listening to. There's this rule called discovery always trumps disclosure. So, if you want your girl to know or share that, in this example, you want to be part of the fashion industry and you like fashion, don't tell her. Instead, what you do is you kind of let her figure it out, you know? Like, maybe tell uh, your guy best friend and then have the guy best friend kind of like, yeah, you know, I-, I think uh, old boy here, um, he's been a little fashionable lately. Like, he's been into fashion recently. I mean since you're a woman i mean i'm no kind of sexist but yeah you're a woman i would figure you would also be into fashion a little bit right i would i was just suggesting a little date idea you know just kind of go to a fashion show or something or just look for outfits or something like you're spending money and then he's also into fashion like it's gonna be a fun date i promise like you can do something like that basically so i wouldn't necessarily say or tell guys to like uh be vulnerable or uh tell your girl your darkest secrets or your emotions just have her discover them remember there's that meme that say that women make better fbi agents or detectives than the actual fbi or the police department because they love that shit like 24 7 they're always out here doing some type of investigative work don't tell her about it just let her find out let her do the typical woman stuff i know it sounds again very uh misogynistic here but it's whatever so yeah this is why i meant to say that shell and lester fucked up by giving a lot of guy game here because now i can just tell you hey you're gonna tell your girl you're into fashion don't tell her just let her find out about it all right maybe go on instagram like a bunch of uh model pictures of women just wearing bikinis or something and then just tell her say well you know i've been recently into fashion or something like that and I don't know if she'll really eat that up, but still, she'll probably think you're cheating mentally or whatever. <laughs> and she'll probably stay, either way.
1: You gotta know your own army. What is your shadow self? What is not acceptable in your family, in your hometown, in your group of friends? Or just societally, what have people kind of like overlooked in you? i talked before that my shadow self is that I'm a big softy.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, this is not going to work on fuck boys. Fuckboys are very well tuned with their shadow selves. I think majority of this episode is just me, again, expressing is not going to work on a fuckboy.
1: Like I am, I am not like I am a coiled viper. I'm a very extreme person. I'm either very, very dangerous or I am a marshmallow who will and has like I moved homeless people into my house before. Like
0: how much you want to bet she's also smashed homeless people in her house. Look, listen, it's weird how this thing works sometimes like women claim that they will not date a homeless dude or a broke dude and yet they end up smashing them all i'm saying is sometimes the whole entire height thing whatever fucking requirement they put like if you know what you're doing you can yeah you can get yourself in there that's all i'm saying
1: i remember an ex-boyfriend said that he said that about me in front of his mom and i was like And I was very easily (laughs) manipulated by him from that day forward. Because I was like, Kyle sees the real me. He sees, he sees Uh... me. He was also seeing quite a few other girls. And like, it really actually...
0: And you still stayed with him. Like, okay, I'm going to make another observation here too. Now, I know y'all have seen the Jerry Springer show for almost a whole fucking decade. And let me just tell you, nine times out of ten... When a guy admits that he cheated on his girl, right? You want to know what happens? I mean, obviously, not only is the girl upset with the boyfriend for cheating on him, but the woman beats up the girl or tries to beat up the girl that slept with him, whether boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or husband. And it's funny because women say, oh, we don't need him. He's a D-bag. Like... Or you can keep him. Or girl, you deserve better. Like, they try to do the whole entire, they're going to team up together. But nine times out of ten, this shit happens. When a guy cheats, I mean, obviously the woman slaps him, beats him up, and then goes ahead and proceeds to beat up the girlfriend too. Like, they want to say all this shit about how women need to stick together, but when it comes to uh, their boyfriend cheating on her, she's going to go ahead and beat up the other bitch too. (laughs) Like, you can't make this shit up. Like, they want to claim that they don't want cheaters. I mean, obviously, not all women want cheaters, okay? Like, I know that. But for that majority or that certain type of women that, you know, they claim they don't want cheaters and yet they're still dating cheaters, they go ahead, go around, beat up the girls that he slept with. So, something ain't adding up there. That's all I'm saying.
1: I have never thought of myself as like a business person, you know. And my boyfriend's like, You are actually an incredible businesswoman. Like, look at what you've done. Like, there's no business <laughs> I've ever seen that's had this trajectory. He's like, If you want to go to a venture capitalist and get investors, you could based on your trajectory. It's wild. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Really? That makes me easy. To manipulate, you know? And like, we're on a break and it's difficult. And part of the reason I miss him is because I'm used to telling him about business stuff i just am realizing that
0: <sighs> guys 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 basically what guy here did i mean obviously gave her some form of validation but didn't use the looks part because obviously she knows that well uh maybe back then but guys all the time tell her that she's pretty try to validate her intellect a little bit you know i mean it's 50 50 with this one just just tell her stuff like you know you're very different like i like the way you think like Something that has absolutely nothing to do with her looks. Just compliment on or validate. And then you basically just let her talk. Just keep asking all kinds of questions. Like you let her do all the talking. And I think uh, Patrice O'Neill probably said this too before. You just, just basically let her talk. Like your chances there increase when you let her talk. Let her talk about herself too. Ask her like what it was like. In her childhood home or what school she went to back when she was in third grade you can do it chronologically too you can say all right well did you switch schools when you went to high school or districts you just ask all kinds of questions about herself about her history and just let her do the talking and then you comment on something you believe would help and make it short and brief and keep asking questions you also got to make it smooth, too. Don't make it like an interrogation thing. But, you know, be smooth with it. That's a very important part.
1: Because that's something he tapped into. <laughs> that shadow side that I didn't feel comfortable with that I assumed no one else saw in me, you know? So how do we do this for a guy? How do we do this for a fuckboy, right? Fuckboys, they're an uphill battle. Somet-
0: Not going to work on a fuckboy. How many times do I have to say this? But actually, now that I think about it, it would work on a guy she's not attracted to. Unlike, uh, just, okay, how do how do I picture this type of guy? Do you remember the TikTok I shared on my Instagram page, which, again, go ahead and follow my Instagram, at the Bromar Show, of uh, the male feminist? You know, it's got the glasses. It's got the scarf. It says the future is female. We're in the beanie. Like, do you remember that... Look, that outfit that male feminists wear. Those are the type of guys she's going to attract with this method. And I guarantee you she's not interested or attracted to those type of guys at all. And if she is, it's probably for manipulation. <laughs> These guys are going to be the ones falling for her tactics. The fuck boys, not so much. The fuck boys know what they're doing. They're aware of their own tactics. They're way tuned into their shadow self like nothing can stop them.
1: There's no heart to break. And that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, that's true. If you
1: can get close enough to a fuckboy to kind of sense his weaknesses, hmm, you have to start with the family.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know about you, but I would say I have a very loving family, all right? I had both parents in my household. They both raised me and still have an amazing bond with my parents. I get along with them so well. It's like, the point that i already moved out and every week i go actually visit them but yeah i would say buck boys are also they have a very loving relationship with their family and just listen to what she's about to say actually because i'm getting ready to comment on that too
1: you have to provide what his family did not (laughs) you have to replicate the craziness in his family but do it right Because like I always say, we're not drawn to people who make us happy. We're drawn to people who feel familiar. There has to be an element of familiarity. Mm. And if you grew up in a happy family, Uh. that familiarity are happy things. They're healthy, stable, they're loving. If you grew up in a toxic, chaotic family, it's not. Uh. That's why we see people who are in these codependent relationships where it's like they're drama and they're fighting and they're mutually abusive to each other and all this stuff. And you're like, what in hell is going on with these two? Why don't they break up? Because this is familiar to them, right?
0: So, let me explain something from that uh, entire clip. So, yeah. More than likely, these fuckboys grew up in a healthy household. Like, in a very loving household. Like, you think that you're going to try to replicate what the family had and didn't give them? Like, let me give you an example. I'll use me as an example, alright? Yeah, I said I grew up in a loving family, you know? I had both parents in my house. um, And, you know, the love that I received from my mom, I'm so thankful for it. Because if I didn't... I'll be so desperate for this kind of love with any chick and I'll get myself hurt so bad. But because my mom gave me that unconditional love, it's like my mentality is now this. There's no woman out there that love me more or unconditionally than my own mother. So that's why I would put my mother first. I mean, you would say happy life, happy wife, or a happy spouse, happy house, whatever the case would be. With me, that doesn't, no, I, I don't believe in that because my mom, she gave me unconditional love all right there's no woman out there that will give me more unconditional love than my own mother so i'm gonna put my own mother first in regards to that and if fuckboys receive this kind of love from their mother too like this unconditional love like <laughs> not worried about a bitch not giving him love like he's got his mom <laughs> so that's the first one the second part here i would say this is actually a good vetting process to finding a girlfriend so Let's just say you grew up in a healthy family, a healthy household. You know, both parents are in the house. They both give you the love and attention you needed. And I would say this is an easy boundary or requirement you should seek from a partner. And that is that they both have both parents in the household. Like if you are looking for a serious girlfriend that you would be willing to be faithful to, all that mess, like a, you know, healthy relationship, find out if the girl has both parents in the household. And she was, I mean, obviously, yeah, raised right, like you were. But also that she received the love and attention that she needed. And yeah, you would feel that familiarity with her. Actually, that's what happened to me also, too. I remember at some point, I actually was talking to this girl. And she actually had a pretty, pretty healthy, like, relationship with her parents. Like, she had both parents in the house when she was growing up. And she got the love and attention from both parents that she needed. And it's like it was so funny because we would just like we would just click like we were already living together, like that's basically like how our um our relationship kind of escalated. It was to the point that it's like people actually thought we've been like dating or we've been together for a long time, but in fact it was probably less than six months. I mean it's sad that I let her go away, you know, and I didn't try to you know make it a little serious, but then again, I was at a different point in my life. I'm like, okay, I don't think I have the resources to." actually upgrade this into like a full-on relationship it's really rare for me to say that about a lot of girls I'm gonna be honest she was one of the few ones but yeah let's continue with this video because now I'm just spewing a bunch of nonsense
1: I had a boyfriend and his parents were very chaotic and his mom reminded me of me like when she was younger yeah,
0: it's fucking chaotic I bet we
1: were very very similar we even kind of looked alike you know but Ugh. And so I replicated a lot of his mother's behavior just naturally. Like I was a party girl and I was like the life of the party. But then I would like turn and be like, I need to go home. So it's like I would I was very moody. I was young. I was like 23. And so I replicated just enough crazy. But then I switched and I gave him what he always wanted, which was stability.
0: Mm. He didn't
1: have that with her.
0: So, fellas, you can probably use this to... All these fuck girls, you're not interested. <laughs> like, Shell and Lister are kind of fucked up on this one, because now, she's giving fuck boys more, well, fuckboys probably already knew this, but now she's going to give more game to, to guys that maybe want to try the fuck boy out and see what it's all about. Like, sometimes, you gotta figure out what is it exactly that the girl needs. <laughs> Again, it, not all women are like this, okay? They're just We're talking about the ones that are just absolutely awful for our lives.
1: (laughs) Because I am like a really good girlfriend. I'm a super solid girlfriend.
0: Oh, that's bullshit. I'm good in
1: the kitchen. I'm good in the bedroom. That's really all you need. You know what I mean?
0: Really? Really? And I bet uh, 10,000 other girls are good in the kitchen and good in the bedroom. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, I don't think majority of girls are really that great in the bedroom. (laughs) Again, I'm being misogynistic. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. just think about it a bunch of guys already throwing dick at her like she really doesn't have to do anything and if the girl's like absolutely 100% a hoe and a freak well then shoot show us what you got you know (laughs) but I think sometimes you do have to provide a little bit something more than just you know being good in bed and being good in the kitchen
1: listen we're gonna talk about the downside of evil week Not only do you reap what you sow, you need to be very careful about your end game. And this is something I don't hear a lot of when I talk to you guys. I want this guy. I need him. I need him. For what, girl? What you need him for? You are a dog chasing a car. What are you going to do if you catch it? And I've been there. I spent most of my like dating career there.
0: I had to have
1: him. I was so fixated on, does he like me? I almost, almost never stopped to ask, do I like him? Do I like this person?
0: Honestly, that's how I i actually had experienced this also too. There was a few girls in college back then that I was attracted to. And in the in the back of my mind, like I had that question, do I actually like her? Because if I did, like I would, I'll find some way to pull it off and make it happen, you know? And obviously, you know, consensually too. Not just, you get the idea. So I would say as a guy, if you are like crushing on a girl or you're in love with a girl or simping for some girl, whatever, ask yourself, do you really like that girl? Or are you just like horny? Or like, what really is the deal? Gotta look deep inside yourself for that.
1: You have the fuck boy like wrapped up in you. Do you know what this replicates? John Tucker must die. I watched it this morning at the salon. Don't and I was know like, what the fuck This is that actually is. very good note. This is like meant to be for me to watch this because yeah, they were like John Tucker is gonna we're taking him out. What do you mean? What is that? What does that look like? Like what is revenge? What does success look like to you? Because going back to the war metaphor. Sorry, I'm leaning, but my back hurts a lot.
0: <laughs> Her boobs are too big. That's my why. Boobs
1: are just so big. Ah, caught it. It's not that. Oh. I oh, she got a her... person. Oh yeah. Oh, that
0: she got her back blown out by some dude. That's why her back hurts, and also the boobies too. Like, let's be real.
1: So, if your goal is truly to make a guy love you, like I said, this is this is dangerous because you're you are emotionally caught up in it.
0: Okay. Honestly, you got more chances that this will work as a woman. So, you want a guy to fall in love with you? Well, first of all, listen to what he says. Not necessarily a sense of, like, like listen to what he tells you to do, whatever, but, like, check if he has a goal. Listen if he has a goal in mind. If he has a goal of, like, oh, yeah, you know, I plan to participate in this science fair, then, I don't know, go see him at the science fair. Or like, well, I want to be a better musician or I want to play a couple gigs or this amount of gigs this year. Go see him at his gigs. Like, invite yourself to the gigs be like oh yeah i like to visit your gig what time does it start all right cool i'll keep that in mind i'll just yeah after that just keep it like that don't say that you're coming don't even try to tell him i try to go just basically get a date and time when he's playing or when he's doing whatever he's doing and that's it and just yeah leave it at that so basically just follow him wherever he goes i guess but like don't be too creepy about it you know and then try to be smooth about it too just say oh yeah I have plenty of free time today so I figured I'd kind of stop by here smooth your way into it too ladies <laughs> oh man also I'll probably bring lady friends too cause then lady friends are I would say a good measure of like okay is he a good guy or yeah cause I know you'll need some type of approval <laughs>
1: and if you love him and if he doesn't love you you are not in a position of power He who cares the least, wins. Patrice O'Neill. It's frustrating. It's
0: frustrating. Duh.
1: But aside from the shadow self, aside from the familial pattern replication, you need to engage in something called trauma bonding. Okay. Whoa. This is is like next level evil. Okay. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Wouldn't it be fun to date me? (laughs) So, Max. Jesus Christ, no. You know how I said that? Like it's.
0: no wonder why these fuck boys got all over you. They knew what the fuck you were doing. Like these fuck boys know what's up. They're not gonna fall for it. Trauma bond. I, I personally can't do trauma bonding. Okay, I just can't do it because I don't know the type of trauma some of these girls could bring in. Or sometimes it's like, ooh, uh, and then you don't know what the fuck to do. At least me, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Especially if uh, you know, something along the lines of struggle snuggling. Like like how am I going to like really hundred percent like I mean obviously yeah, I'll come, to, come for comfort her and say sorry it happened to you and it's not your fault. Obviously I'm going to say that, but like that's you know some of this trauma stuff is pretty fucking serious. So like you had to be uh pretty fucking ruthless to do this like that's yeah this whole trauma bunny you had to be fucking ruthless like absolutely ruthless i personally could not do it because it's like ooh, well looks like we're gonna have to uh, yeah like that's gonna be in the back of your mind now
1: i am very good at this because i am incredibly moody and i'm like tired and i get hangry <clears throat> to like the point yeah that, every like, girl Max downloaded like, a period tracker app and, like, tracked my cycle. It's called Hormone Horoscope. I love it. They don't pay me.
0: I didn't know there was such a thing. Now I know.
1: And he's like, because I need every piece of data I can to predict what I'm walking into when I come over to see you. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. Okay. Fellas, this is also another free game advice. Try to collect as much information from the girl you're interested in because then the reason why I said this because then you have a choice of whether like okay do I keep pursuing or find somebody else
1: so what can we learn from this in terms of manipulation you give and you take right you give and you give and you give and then you take it away and my strategy on the micro my like baby strategy that I employ all the time with guys not when I'm just purposely trying to manipulate them is that I am great IRL I am great on a date I'm oh, warm bullshit. I'm funny I'm engaging I'm listening that's the that, that is wow I'm a great actress and I'm a great liar and I can make a guy feel like a man
0: you know what's so funny I've also talked to several girls too and when I tell stories like that and I see them just say wow like internally I'm just not amused I'm like girl The fucking story I told you is lame. Why the fuck are you wowing this? Like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get a free drink, huh? Well, uh, I don't get paid till next week, so never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But it's like stuff like that really like it doesn't faze me because I've also used that exact same technique, too. Because I remember some girl I'm just not interested in starts telling me your story and i'm like yeah uh-huh no oh, hey that's facts yeah that's crazy that's cra- that classic yeah that's crazy the classic yeah that's crazy that's crazy it's like girl you're not impressing me you're doing the whole entire wow thing like this story's fucking lame why are you like yeah
1: and so i'm great on a date i'm just wonderful and i'm icy when i'm not on a date my text dry. Am I writing back right away? No. Am I giving you emojis? Never. Am I hard to pin down for a date? Kinda. Do I accept something last minute? Absolutely not.
0: Bullshit. I I would just tell you if it's the fuck boy sending a message, Oh, she'll she'll respond right away. She'll accept anything last minute. I'm telling you, this girl lined herself. If it was a fuck boy doing this shit, oh nah. She yeah she would immediately jump on that.
1: So to recap, we want to hone in on someone's shadow self, right? We want to replicate familial patterns, but with the healthy spin on it, with the spin and the resolution that they're looking for on a deep, deep psychological level. Then we want to trauma bond. We want to give, and then we want to take, we want to overwhelm and not like not overwhelming like we're clingy and we're there all the time it's an overwhelming sensation of i see you i, I flatter you like you are so smart oh you have yeah. to make a man feel good because he's not going to remember what you said he's going to remember how you made him feel and he's going to want to replicate that like a drug addict
0: i, I don't know if that's going to work on a fuck boy fuck boys can't feel shit these are they're ruthless emotionless
1: and then you got him like I said, you got to work backwards and figure out what it is you want. What does destruction mean to you? Be careful, girl. Keep your wits about you. And if you can't, if you can't execute this neutrally, don't do it. Wait until you do feel neutrally. But don't lie to yourself about where you are. You're not taking an accurate inventory of your of your arsenal, and therefore you cannot weaponize what you have because you don't know what it is. And war is strategy.
0: Okay. I was actually trying to find that bit that said he can replace you and find, you know, someone just like you. And this is going to go for the guys that are in the friend zone and are complaining about it. You need to have this mentality when it comes to being in the friend zone. That there's plenty of other girls like her. Like there's a thousand of them and only one of you. If you're stuck in the friend zone, like... You got to think like that, because that way she can't take advantage of you. She can't be like, oh, yeah, hey, let's go on a little lunch date, whatever. And then knowing that you have a crush on her, you'll probably spend money on it and just wanted, you know, a free lunch date. I mean, I get it. Yeah, if you're friends and all you guys have each other's back, you know, she pays for you, you pay for her, etc. Like, I get it. But like, she's just using you like that. She knows that you got feelings for her and she keeps leading you on saying, you're a great guy, you're outstanding guy, whatever, yada, yada, yada. The same fucking bullshit. If you're complaining about the friend zone, you need to have that mentality. That there's plenty of girls like her out there. And, yeah, stop giving her attention. But, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about this. Um, Honestly, like, it's not going to work on fuckboys. It's going to work on the guys she doesn't want and she's not attracted to at this point. But, yeah. All right. So that pretty much is going to do it for me. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you go ahead and follow the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. And also go ahead and follow The Bromar Show on Instagram, which is at The Bromar Show. And that's going to do it for me. Until next time.